0: This Associated Bank Sports Update on 101.7 The Truth, powered by ESPN Milwaukee. I'm Brian T. We've got ourselves a series. Giannis Ndedugumbo dominates the paint, scoring 41 points as the Bucks cruise to a 20-point win in Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Even one of the team's harshest critics is starting to believe.
1: Milwaukee Bucks team that was considered a title contender. They played like it tonight.
0: That's ESPN Stephen A. Smith. The Bucs look to even things up in game four on Wednesday night. And in baseball, the Brewers stumble into the all-star break. They drop three of four to the Cincinnati Reds. That includes Sunday's final by a score of three to one. Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, Josh Hader, Freddie Peralta, and Omar Narvaez now head to Denver for the MLB All-Star Game. Peralta and Narvaez added his injury replacements over the weekend. This sports update brought to you by Associated Bank, proudly supporting our hometown teams. Member FDIC. You are listening to MKE in the Morning with Mel and Joe on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got loyalty. My DNA. Middleton
1: inbound on the side.
0: Lob Giannis, back door, laid it in.
1: Suns fell asleep. A lob from out of bounds. And Giannis has a 41-point night. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I got, I got, I got, I got.
2: What up, y'all? We are back. It's MKE in the morning with Mel and Joe on the new 101.7 The Truth. Freeze!
1: You remember when they were talking all that ish when Giannis had to resign his contract and it and was like, he about to go over here. No, he about to go over there. He about to sign over there. No, he about to sign over here. And he tweeted, I got loyalty in my DNA. Just wanted to. Good find, Brother Z. Good find. Got you.
2: Joining us now, you guys, we have Eric Name. He's a sports reporter for The Athletic. Super excited to hear his thoughts on last night's game and just the NBA Finals in general. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing this morning?
3: I am great. I don't know how either of you two have voices right now, like that was, like the game was like eight hours ago. If like you, I don't, I don't know how you guys are alive.
1: If you want to call this a voice, um, yeah, I appreciate that because <laughs> I'm still trying to find it because it's gone. Each of them has like five different forms of tea in front of them right now. Right. <laughs> well, were you, were you at the game last night, Eric?
3: Yeah, yeah, I was up in the press box. Uh, that, it was wild. That, I mean, that's the loudest I've ever heard Pfizer for him.
2: Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. Yes, sir! I'm, so I'm really excited to pick your brain, Eric, because what I appreciate about you is that, I mean, you're very honest in the way that, you know, you cover the Bucs. Um, so I just kind of want to get down to what you do. You're a sports reporter for The Athletic. You cover He's the athletic. Bucks specifically. Um, you've hosted a Hear the Deer podcast with Trayvon Edwards, which, who, by the way, I love Tray. I've known him since Brandon's uh, rookie year, and I absolutely love love, Trey. So when you guys had a podcast together, I was super excited about that. Um, And then I know that you covered the Bucks here at ESPN Milwaukee as well. And, fun fact, Eric, I did not realize this at first. You wrote the book 100 Things That Bucks Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die, and I had no idea that you were the author of that book when I originally read it. So, yes to that.
1: You know... Do read books.
2: I love reading, and I love those type of books. I had read the Packers one originally, and then one of my friends bought the Bucks one for me and Eric like for like I I read that you were the author but like it didn't quite click so yeah I just I had to throw some of your credentials out there
1: Mel's fangirling over over. can you sign my book book, though like real quick when
2: we connect in real life I will have that book so that you can sign it I'm not kidding it is on my bookstore. I'm
1: sorry we're playing against Devin Booker we ain't talking about books no (laughs) time soon anymore
2: we'll talk Uh about it in two weeks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, Eric, again, thank you so much for joining us this morning on MK in the Morning with Mel and Joe. What were your initial thoughts, you know, when the clock hit zero last night? Bucks won. Big victory. 20 points. I mean, after games one and two, we're a little bit nervous, but we've been in this scenario before. So just curious, what were your initial thoughts after seeing the squad get that win at home last night?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's been kind of interesting to see with this team. They are – I don't want to say comfortable no one must be down two zero, 0 but uh, I was just kind of taken by how normal everything felt like these dudes weren't panicking they were not concerned in any way to be down two zero. and you know like Drew Holiday the other day was like man we lost by 40 to the Nets in in game two in that last series like this is, we we only lost by 10 in this one. Like, we, we're we in this. So, to me, it, it was kind of, I was wondering if it was just, like, false bravado, right? Like, you, you, you've you done it before, so you think you can do it again, and, you know, now it's the NBA Finals, and maybe you can't. And, I mean, they just absolutely answered the bell last night, and it was a, a spot where Giannis is doing whatever he wants in that series, which is, incredible like a 40.10 rebound game in back-to-back games that's just like not something people do so Giannis is doing whatever he wanted and last night Drew Holiday hit some big shots in the third quarter Chris Middleton had a big first half and and really it looks like you know if Giannis is gonna be able to get whatever he wants the Bucks just need one of those two guys to show up and if it really doesn't matter if it's one of them for the whole game, one of them for one half, the other for the other half. Like, as long as they get one of those other two guys to, to really get something, it looks like we have a series. So, as far as my thoughts as what happens when you see triple zeros up there last night, like, to me, it's, okay, this is real. Like, the the Bucks are actually in this series. There, there is a chance that, you know, we're going to come back here for game six. Like, I, I wasn't sure if that was going to be the case after after the first two games down in Phoenix. And, uh, I mean, they really showed something last night. So uh, I feel like we have a series now.
1: Eric, I feel like sports media tends to – Kind of jump off the cliff a little bit every time we lose. Like, oh, they're done. It's uh, out. Oh, they lost game two. They're done. Oh my gosh, they can't they can't compete with these guys. Look, the sun, or the nets, all the hawks, or the the like. Come on, man, it's a seven game series. Can we keep the umph in it, please? Like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of our bucks because, I mean, obviously that they got to hear the outside chitter chatter, but hey, hear no evil, right? Because every time. We get counted out, and I think we kind of, you know, it's just the make of our team. We're the underdog. We're dogs. Like we got to, you know, I want to, I want to get fired to start barking at the free throw line whenever the opposing <laughs> team is when the when the Suns are at the free throw line. <laughs> I want to. Where are my dogs at? <laughs> I just want to know why do why do they always why do why do sports media love to count us out, Eric? I
3: think the big thing is, you know. I I like to think I don't do this, but you know, like there's a lot of people that want to like get some extra clicks and get some extra headlines and you know, it declaring something over before it's over allows you to get those clicks after game two. And then when all of a sudden the other team wins and it's even after game four, then you can get some more clicks then and then when that team loses game five, you can say to the losers that the season's over and then you get some more clicks then. Like that's just, <laughs> I mean, if you look at that, that Nets Bucks series, like there was a lot of declarative statements made and yeah. none of them ended up being true. And the thing went seven. So uh I mean I just think again, I, I like to think I don't necessarily participate in that but you know, if we're talking about uh, any of the talk shows at ESPN, like all that stuff is going to, uh, you know, really need to have big declarative statements when in reality, like a lot of the times with, with NBA playoff series, it's a long series. And, and me telling you after the Bucker Down 2 that you know, there's a long series and that they're probably going to come back and it's probably going to be fun. Uh, that doesn't move the way that saying it's over, they stink. Like, uh, that stuff moves more. So, to me, I, I think that's a big thing. And then I also think with this Bucks team, it, it is a team that people have wanted to write off for a, a long time. I mean, yes. as long as I've covered this team, you know, I've – People always call me like a Chris Middleton apologist or something like that. Where I'm like, "Yo, Chris Middleton's good. Like, uh, you you can say whatever you want, but he's like actually good at basketball." And yet, you always hear like, "Oh, you know, the Bucks don't have a second star," and then Drew Holiday comes in, and it's like, "Oh, well, Drew Holiday isn't good enough." But if he would have got traded to the Nets, all of a sudden he would have been, you know, the best player in the league. Like, exactly. There's always this. There's always this desire to write off. The Bucks, just because, I mean, haven't done it in a long time. They're in a small market. People don't like coming to Milwaukee. Uh, like, all of those things play into the way that people perceive this team. And, it, you know, it's just not like an accurate representation and an accurate assessment of this team.
1: We're talking to Eric Name, sports reporter for The Athletic. What's going on, man? It's DZ. I got a question for you. Speaking of coming to Milwaukee, not wanting to come to Milwaukee, the Suns actually are bringing people to Milwaukee. How do you feel about that, man? They're bringing, I think, as they said, like some some of the staff, maybe some fans. I mean, I'm, I'm already right. knowing there's fans out here. What's your take on that? Do we need to send people to, to uh, Phoenix?
3: Oh, I mean – I feel like it's an eye for an eye, isn't it? Like it's the NBA Finals. Like if they're going to send people here, like the, I feel like the Bucks got to respond as an organization and send some people, send some people down to Phoenix. But I, I mean, this is something I've seen in like a number of different places. I know the the San Louis Cardinals made like a bunch of headlines for flying all their people out for like a clinching World Series game, uh, which. I mean, I thought it was funny that the Suns chose Game Four of of the NBA Finals because it's very telling. In in my mind, I was thinking they thought, "Hey, maybe we're going to sweep exactly. this thing, and we should get everybody there."
1: Nah, this oh, ain't that. Oh, than, this ain't that. This ain't that.
3: I, that's what I'm saying. So now all of a sudden, everyone's going to come up here and get their heart broken. That's like,
1: right. Ah, Let's go. My fault, man. I'm still fired up from last night. My bad, man.
3: No, you're good. But, I mean, like, it, it was super interesting to me that, that it was, like, so early in the series because you don't know what's going to happen. And, again, you hadn't seen this Suns team play in Milwaukee. And I thought you could see it, it like made a really big difference. Like, Devin Booker had a really bad night last night. And I just thought, like, one of his first shot attempts was – off the side of the backboard. Like, he he was, I'm not going to say shook, but, you know, talking to some of the people around the team, there was a bunch of people that said this was going to be, like, the first road game that they had because when they went to Denver, the Nuggets fans already thought the season was done. The Clippers crowd wasn't as good. Like, they thought this was going to be, like, the first real road test. And, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say they failed it, but it, it didn't look good last night. So, uh, they have a lot to work on the game for
1: Eric named sports reporter for The Athletic. Eric, you just said something. You said that, you know, they, they're they here for game four. Maybe they thought they were going to close it out. I thought, now, this is just me. Like, everybody was excited about Chris Paul going to his first finals and all that, which is, you know, dope out of a 16-year career. Um, but to me, after they won the Western Conference Finals, That speech at the end, it kind of sounded like a championship speech. Like, he already won. It felt like they had it in the bag already. He was talking about people getting paid next season and getting a bag and all this. Uh, Like, did did it seem like that that to you? Like, they kind of were counting their money before they got it.
3: Yeah, I thought, I mean, so I go down to Atlanta for game six, right? So I'm covering that. And I had, like, a couple friends ask me, you know, did you bring along like a second like outfit for the night because like the bucks are gonna be spraying champagne and like you're gonna be in the locker room and, and doing all that. And I was like, honestly, I don't know that the bucks are going to celebrate. Like if they win in game six, like, I don't know that they're going to do that. And to me that was like a pr- it seemed like to be a pretty like sizable difference between the two squads was that like, Obviously, the Bucks were in a weird place with Giannis hurt, and, and no one really knew what his future was going to be. Uh, but at the same time, I just didn't think they celebrated all that much. Like I, I remember asking PJ Tucker to like reflect on his journey to get there and all that. And he's like, "Man, we didn't do anything yet. Like I'm not going to do that. Like we still got work to do." So I, I really thought, you know, the Bucks really remained focused when when they won. And, and the Suns kind of, uh, like you said, I don't know if they were, you know, thinking it was over and, you know, they won the Western Conference or they're going to beat the team in the Eastern Conference. But I really did, like, I was impressed with the way the Bucks handled it. Like, it was all business. And obviously the Bucks haven't been to a final since 1974, so it's been a long time. But I just thought they it was, it was business as usual. Like, yeah, this is what we were supposed to do, and, you know, we got four more games to win
2: what's funny about that eric and you guys were being joined by eric name he's a sports reporter for the athletic he covers bucks basketball and i actually have a friend she just moved to green bay now but she was a sports reporter in phoenix for the last few years and she told me it's so funny um you know people were talking about this the difference between the bucks locker room celebration versus the suns and she quote tweeted it and she's like you guys the suns celebrated like this when they got a regular season win over the Knicks at one point. You know, like they this is just the kind of team that they are. You know? Right, and so but right. I agree with you the Bucks are more like business as usual. We'll celebrate once we win it all. I appreciate that mindset, but It's pretty dope that we were the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, or excuse me, Eastern Conference Champions this year. But I also still agree because I feel the same way. Like a lot of people were saying, Eric, oh, we're just happy to be here. We're just happy we made it to the finals for the first time in 47 years. No, I want to win all of it. I'll be excited once we do win all of it. (laughs) Like, yeah, this is incredible. We're living moment by moment. But... Let's celebrate when we win that chip. So yeah, I, I agree with you. That's just kind of like the culture, though, that the Bucks have. And I think that starts at the top, and I think Giannis is kind of that way as well. So it makes sense that everyone else would be.
1: I mean, Jay Crowder was in the middle of the street in his car chugging beers from fans. Like, I know. They, it's they, they just were, different
2: I'm there. I'm sorry. But think nah, about man. Philly. Think about Philly culture. Like they're kind of like that too. <laughs> Philly, you know what I mean? Where
1: is Philly at? All I know, know, know. all I know is Phoenix and Bucks right now in Milwaukee. So (laughs) those
2: those are the only two cities we know right (laughs) now. That's all
1: I know. Everybody else, I see y'all next season. You know, if if y'all make it to, but anyway, uh, we ain't talk about next season because we ain't gonna count our money before we got it. Eric, I got one more question for you. Sure. Do you have to be athletic to work at the athletic?
3: No, you don't. You don't at all. I I mean, I
1: would say I am, but I don't think you have to be. Okay. All right. Just just a little goofy question, I guess, at the end for you. But that's like the first question I wanted to really ask you, man. So my bad. We figured I'd be the cherry on top. (laughs) Can
0: can you get away
1: with being nimble? Maybe not athletic?
3: I would guess so. Again, I mean, I, I would say there's some people on our staff that are straight-up
1: not athletic, like, in any way. So, I mean, I think I think you can get away with it for sure. Well, there you have it, y'all. Eric Name, sports reporter for The Athletic. Thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Appreciate y'all. Have All a right.
2: great rest of your day, Eric. We'll be back, you guys. This is k in the morning with Mel and Joe.